0: What is up my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I am in the host seat today in the center table, Mark Francis. Um, And with us today, we have two amazing people. One of them is not a senior pastor who gave the sermon But we have (laughs) Miss Alicia Battaglia. How are you?
1: I'm very well. So I'm I feel good. I just sound bad. I've got the Mark Carey. Are you doing the Mark Carey
0: impression today?
1: It's I I can be all over the place. So hopefully I won't get in a coughing fit.
0: Can you get as low of a voice as him and can you get as high of a pitch as him to replicate the sermon? I'm I'm probably
1: a competitor. I'm probably a competitor. Mark,
0: hopefully you're feeling well. Like, yeah, that was you were you, you. you came across as like you were a trooper, so hopefully yeah. you're actually feeling well. It was just your voice, um, mm-hmm. but yes, you've halfway heard him chuckle, Mr. Ben Sanford. <laughs> how are you? Doing well. Good. I had a snicker or two in the
2: sound booth. When you were in the he sound came booth. Up yeah, yeah, that was funny. I didn't hear. I was fixing something, and I didn't hear him say anything about him having a right. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Vocal problems. So the so first time his voice cracked, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa! Oh, yeah, all right then." So real quick, <laughs> we oh, need God. you to give an announcement, Ben. This this In is going to be your oh. your last sermon spotlight yeah, yeah, as yeah. a staff member. Yeah. So yeah. tell oh, us what's again. what's happening on your end of things.
2: Yeah, I guess that's maybe not public knowledge. I yeah. I'm uh, stepping out of my role here at the church to do um, uh, to move into. Um, Working with my brothers in their construction business. Okay. Just a new thing for Ash and I. We're trying to move away so that, or not move away from here, but move (laughs) away from the weekend responsibilities, Mm. so that we can have a little more dedicated time
0: together. I get it. I get it. My um, (laughs) my wife Erica calls herself a a a church widow. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, it's yeah. We we didn't really get into. My role in the ministry until later on in our marriage, you know, sure. at least six, seven years in. So I get it because there's yeah. this component of mm-hmm. I'm always arriving at church early on my own, and she's yeah. always arriving to church early on her own. Yeah. And when it came to kids or any other other things happening, there yeah, it's sure. it fell on her lap. Yeah, and so yeah. I get that. And then there's the lack of sitting together, going to church together, being, yeah. being a family. So there's a sacrifice that's made on both yeah. ends. Yeah. So um, I appreciate you finding that out early on here. Yeah. And it was, we knew that I think going into it, we,
2: we were, um, that was not, um, concerning to us. It's still not necessarily concerning to us. It's more that, I don't know, I think going into it, it was where the Lord had us. And then lately over the past year or so, we felt like Mm. maybe, um, the Lord is leading us out of that for a time. Don't Mm -hmm. know if, I'd still like to be in full-time ministry in the long term, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> for now, we feel like this is a good change for us. We're only two years into marriage, you know, mm-hmm. so to be yeah. able to um, be uh, in church as a family
0: unit is sure. going to
2: be really nice. Well, we yeah. appreciate the work Lessing. you've
0: done. Not many people Thanks, see man. it, but mm-hmm. it's all the behind the scenes production yeah. and technical things that are happening week in, week out that um, make a choir and orchestra and a Mark Carey and a Mike Lukens sound amazing. So as good as, <laughs> as
2: good as they can. As good as they can, <laughs>
0: and beyond, and beyond yeah. all the many things, so yeah. yeah. Thank well, you, we're, Ben. We're excited to have you here today, and let's just dive in. Um, just a quick <clears throat> recap of where we are. You know, We ended this, the sermon series in the book of Acts. We, we pressed through with a couple weeks of Global Church Week, which is an amazing summation of Acts mm-hmm. and seeing the faithfulness of God. And Mark saw it fit to circle back a little bit. We had some debates on what do we call this mini-series um, of, you know, is it a rewind, is it a, an addition, is it an addendum? But no, it's digging deeper um, into the book of Acts where I, I think Mark sometimes feels a little bit under the gun to continue and press on with certain um, chapters or verses as we go through a sermon series like this. And um, there's questions that that he probably was was brought to his attention or he knew as he was digging um, into the book of Acts that we're like, okay, there's some topics that we should touch on as a church mm-hmm. um, that are related to what we studied and what we learned here in the book of Acts. So part one here is this whole idea of what do we do with Israel? <laughs> what, what about Israel? And um, so Alicia, I'll just turn to you, give us your kind of, take and um, summation of what you gleaned out of the sermon and uh, let's let's dive deeper.
1: It's always a privilege to sit underneath Mark Carey's history lessons like when he starts to dig into history and because that's his passion like yeah. he has a passion for even history. even Erica
0: said I could sit there and listen to Mark Carey for hours unpack the history yes, of Israel and, and she's yeah. one who's like okay the sermon 40 minutes we're, we're good but she's like yeah. Keep yeah, it keep going yeah. because
1: he's captivating, and and he just invites you into the story, and um, so it's neat to be a student underneath his teaching. Um, but but another thing that I really appreciated about Mark is uh, not just is he is he pointing out the history of Israel and the future of Israel, but uh, he's he he brought it back to just the amazing sovereign faithful god that mm-hmm, we have mm-hmm. and among a people who are rebellious and don't deserve god's mercy he sh- he is so steadfast and he's so patient and he's so long suffering mm-hmm. and it's out of a heart of love and i i loved how he uh, Mark brought out the deuteronomy passages and and how god's god's he calls Israel his treasured possession, and that he he loved them, he foreknew them, and he's um, he has this amazing plan, and this this chosen people are special to God. Mm-hmm. It, but it, God's heart doesn't stop there. It's it's so much bigger, and to think about the the hard heartedness and the rebellion of the the Jews and how they have over history rejected God. God has uh, used that for a bigger purpose, which means that we, he's using that so that we Gentiles can come to faith. And so that is like, I was just thinking about, wow, the wisdom of God and why he does what he does and in his righteous, holy ways, Allows sinful people um, as a way to open the door for other sin pe- sinful people to know Him, and eventually, this beautiful tree is going to be grafted back together with with the Jews and the Gentiles, and uh, this final kingdom is mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. And so, there's just so much hope for for Israel and for us. And I just, I just thought about Ephesians 1. If you have time, go back to Ephesians mm. 1 and just think about the the heart of God in this p- plan of redemption and it's really rooted in love. It's in love that he predestined us.
0: And all the blessings that we receive, that's through is, there yes. in Ephesians 1. Well, to me it also is a reminder of God is a God of the Old Testament and New Testament. He's a God of all the ages. And sometimes mm-hmm. we we view him in terms of, okay, where we are in our current phase in life now, in the church age. And referring back to Deuteronomy, those promises and those uh, blessings or cursings that God gave in Deuteronomy still are valid today. Yeah. And we're seeing the nation of Israel reap those um, those cursings, essentially, for the rejection of um of the Messiah and rejection mm-hmm. of God Yahweh. And yeah. so
1: well and and then too in, in Acts, our you know, our, our key verses 1 8, and that the gospel would be going out from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to all the ends of the earth. And so so even in Acts starts us off with God's heart for the nations. Yes, Israel but the nations too. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it, it's just amazing how kind God is in his sovereign will. What
0: was your takeaway, Ben, being in the sound booth, watching, listening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I
2: think um, at the end of the day, well, the Lord made promises to Israel, right, that were based on um, his word. They weren 't based on anything that they did, like mm-hmm. I, I think of you know when he made a covenant with abraham he he walked through that sacrifice mm-hmm. right he didn't have Abraham do anything right. in fact, he intentionally had him just stand there mm-hmm. so to me, this stuff that we're talking about just shows the faithfulness of the Lord, sovereignty for sure, but also the fact that man, he keeps his word mm-hmm. because um because he loves his people and because it's in his nature to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And so I think for us, man, there's a um, confidence then that there's all sorts of promises that he also makes about us and we can be um, uh, grounded in the truth of those because he's kept his word with Israel. He's going to keep his word, uh, continue to keep his word in Israel. He's not done with him yet. Right. And so that's key. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so we can, I appreciated that Mark took it back to Romans 11 to show, look, Mm -hmm. he's, this is, they're set aside for a time for our sake and we can rejoice because of that. But he's also made some promises that he's going to fulfill.
0: Yeah, let's let's touch on that a little bit deeper, but you know, Mark's not here to answer the question of what's on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what are what are the things that so what are the things that you think he might have wished that and we don't we didn't hear from Mark, so sorry you could have submitted your own questions to us, Mark. Well, but I, what do you think are kind of some of the key things that he would have said, oh I'd like to cover
1: So so for you, Mark, why why do you think we should talk about Israel when it comes to digging deeper in Acts, hmm. w- like, what do you think the purpose is for that? Why, mm-hmm. did, why did Mark Carey decide to <coughs> devote this whole sermon yeah. to Israel?
0: I was, it was in some of the conversations behind the scenes of just kind of preparing for the sermon and listening to some of Mark's thoughts, listening to maybe what the topic and theme of the, the series would be um, and digging deeper. And it's interesting that this is the first topic. Israel, what about Israel? Mm-hmm. And, and like you mentioned, Ben, going to Romans 9, 11, 9 through 11 is, is a key, three key yeah. chapters there that I would encourage anybody to go back and read and, mm-hmm. and look at because I think Mark might've missed a little bit of that. He probably wished that he could have dug yeah. deeper into that. But why Israel? You go back and you look at the entire book of Acts and time after time, obviously right away, there is the, re- the rejection of Jesus and, and the, of the Messiah. Then you go to the day of Pentecost and okay, thousands of people did come to to faith and were baptized, but there are more that walked away in disbelief. You get to then um, Peter and thinking to himself, well, is this really for the Gentiles? And yeah, absolutely it is. And as he's preaching, man, he's trying to hit the Jews and he's hitting brick walls. You look at Saul and how he was rejecting the Messiah right away. And and persecuting the church and rejecting the messiah until jesus knocked him off his horse (laughs) you know and then he's going and he's preaching to from town to town to town going to the synagogues first getting rejected getting ran out of town and and then he's like okay i'm gonna go to the gentiles so he always went to the jews first then the gentiles until he finally put his foot down like i'm done Paul's like, I'm done bringing you guys this message. And so there is this consistent rejection of the gospel by the Jewish people. And so I think that is coming to the forefront as a theme in the book of Acts that is this subliminal, what about Israel? What is happening? Why are they rejecting the Messiah? And I think that's relevant today because we're looking at the continued rejection of the Messiah. We're, We're looking at... The repercussions that Israel has faced over the years that Mark unpacked of the the horrific things that have gone on to the Jewish Jewish people even today, um, and so there's there's this theme that I would just encourage everybody to go back and look at Romans nine through eleven yep. because he touched on it in the end, but you have to ask your question of like, is God is God not keeping His word to to Israel? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Wasn't there wasn't there this promise <clears throat> that He gave them, and they keep rejecting Him over and over and over again? And so, hearing the faithfulness of God through Mark's sermon come out to Israel only yeah. doubles down our remembrance of how He can be faithful to us um, today. And so, there's that application point I think as well that we can just be like, oh. Let's relax. Yep. Let's just know that yep. God's got, like you said, sovereignty of God is key, faithfulness, it goes hand in hand with yep. where we've been here for the last couple of weeks in our church, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. So I I can appreciate that. And I don't think he was able to fully develop that in his sermon to yeah. say, look at all the stories in the book of Acts we covered where there's rejection, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and and then seeing the consequences of that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Another aspect that um, we talked about in our small group last night was the different, in, as far as like our, in our current time and what's happening in Israel yeah. and in the Middle East, the difference between the political perspective and military perspective versus the Christian and spiritual perspective Hmm. of what's happening. And Mm -hmm. um, there are, I'm not going to go down any of those. But that's definitely a cutting room floor topic. I mean, he only
0: barely scratched the surface on, hey guys, there's stuff happening over there in the Middle East today. Right. You know, what's the biblical relevancy of that? Well,
1: right. We do know that it's in God's sovereign plan. Um, But I was, I was in reading in Mark and um, I, Let's see, it was Mark 13, starting in verse 3. Um, this is when Peter and James and John and Andrew are with Jesus, and they're asking him about signs of the close of the age. And, and they said, tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished? And I feel like that's kind of where we're at. It's like, okay, what does all of this mean? It's... You've spoken in your word, but help us make sense Mm -hmm. of what it all is. Mm -hmm. And um, how is it going to be accomplished? And Jesus began to say to them, see that no one leads you astray. And then he goes on to to say other things. But I was just thinking about that. See that no one leads you astray. And the point of that response is, keep your eyes on me. And I think that in the heartbeat of what's going on in our world right now, the most important thing that we need to do is be keeping our eyes on Jesus mm. and God's character and who he is and his His ultimate heart in his plan of redemption and his heart of love and his heart of justice and just knowing that he is good and mm-hmm. he is faithful. Um, and so, yeah, just resi- resisting that temptation to... Go down all of the, you know, yeah. rabbit holes of whatever you know is buzzing about in our. Um,
0: there's an interesting kind of sub theme about the land. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That there's passages that referenced the, the, the land and the relationship of God's promises yeah. to the nation for that. Right. Um, what what stood out about that to you? Because that's related to our current culture today, what's happening in Jerusalem, and that's yeah. the land.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the controversial thing, right? Sure. I mean, to some degree, <laughs> you can't get into that without getting into the politics of it. And I don't know, as the more I see the discourse around um, that conversation, the more... The more I'm convinced that um, um, that God Himself is the only perfect Judge, He's the only one who uh, who is able to um, declare right from wrong truthfully, and I think we maybe because we're removed from it, um, maybe because of I think to some degree, poor study of the word in mm-hmm. some cases. Um, I think we, in our culture, maybe it's just the, the people that I know and have conversations with and about these things, but I, I think we get some things in our head that are not true according to scripture. They're well, true according to our culture. I true, think our culture our wants
0: culture. there to be peace. Our culture wants there to be lack of wars. Our culture wants there to be, you know, peace in Jerusalem. And, you know, and and so there's a a political perspective that we can have that is seeking that temporal peace here. Uh, And then there's the spiritual perspective of recognizing that there's never going to really be peace in Jerusalem until Mm -hmm. Christ returns. Right. That
2: passage that you brought up, Mark 13, Mm -hmm. he, he says... Look, there's going to be wars and rumors right. of wars, and exactly. earthquakes and famines, and don't be afraid. Those are the beginning of, of birth, the, beginning, the beginnings of, of the birth, birth pains. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Sorry, guys, this is just
0: going to get worse. Yeah. And that that and I, and it may I've, not be now. And I, when be, I went I to know. Israel, it, you feel it, you yeah. sense it. Yeah. It's in your spirit. It's, you <clears throat> see the tension. Watching right. the news stories right now, I've seen news stories where a news reporter went to, you know, one lady in a. In a, sh- in a shop in Jerusalem who's Jewish and getting her take on the current tensions. And then he went right across the, the street, practically, to the different quarter, yeah. to the yeah. Muslim quarter, and talked to a guy who was Palestinian, and he yeah. had his own take. And yeah. he's like, what is it going to take for these people to get along? And, yeah. he, and he's like, he didn't have an answer. Yeah. And yeah. just even today, that there are these tensions, and you feel it right. when I visit there. And there, and so the, the here, here in the here and now, we are just longing for... Christ to return mm-hmm. as a, as believers. But for those that don't have that, they're just like, oh my gosh, yeah. the world is going to end. Right. Things yeah. are going to blow up. There's all this tension. I heard tension. a podcast <laughs> the other day where the guy was saying that exact
2: same, he's yeah. like, this, this more than anything terrifies me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this could be the start of, yeah. you know, but man, with the Lord, I mean, it's not that we're not concerned, right? It's not that, especially with the atrocities that are going on. Yeah. But at the same time I mean he's telling these disciples in that in that mm-hmm. chapter don't yeah. be afraid this yeah. is supposed to happen.
1: Right. Right.
2: And you know, it, it to me my wife and I talk about this a lot that we have to keep coming back to are we convinced that the lord is good? Mm-hmm. And if we are, then okay, mm-hmm. then we will <coughs> we will trust him even when the situation itself looks uh, a lot more concerning to us. Yeah. Than, yeah. Yeah.
1: And with, like, with what's happening in Israel right now and in the past, there is, there's not just Israel's side. There's the other side, too. And there are the Palestinian people. And there are a few uh, Christians in in in, mm-hmm. yep. in mm-hmm. Israel. Mm-hmm. There are very few Christians in Palestine, but there are Christians there. And um, so I think that we, as believers, need to be praying for those Christians Mm -hmm. in those areas, in Israel and Palestine alike, that God would be using them during this time to spread the gospel. And uh, we need to be praying for Hamas, that that they would (laughs) come to know the holy, righteous God. Um, who created them and um, just to see that it's not just a one-sided issue that God's heart is for the nations and so all of those nations surrounding them God cares for them too and the only way to the Father is through Jesus Mm -hmm. whether you're a Jew or you're a Gentile and um, may their blinds you know, their blind eyes be opened as yeah. well.
0: There is this passage that I'm gonna read because I find it to be very relevant. It's Psalm 122, and I was blessed to be able to do a devotional on this specific chapter, Psalm 122, in Jerusalem when we had our trip. And Caleb, you can remember this and reflect on this because you were there with us. But it's it's a song of ascent that the that every time people would come and migrate back to Jerusalem each and every year. They're, they have specific psalms that they would sing and pray. And this one's labeled Prayer for Peace of Jerusalem. And just listen to what even back in that generation that they were looking for. I was glad when they sent to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem that is built as a city that has compact together to which the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, an ordinance for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord, for their thrones were set for judgment. The thrones of the house of David pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. May peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and my friends, I will now say, may peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your good. And... and, and I, I have to imagine that as they're singing that, as they're approaching the gates of Jerusalem, they have no clue about what they're even saying about mm. peace and thinking the temporal peace. And I think you can even read into this and say, okay, are we praying for the true peace of Jerusalem that there's no fights and bombs mm. going off? But ultimately, I got to know that God has ordained, sovereignly ordained this passage to say, let's pray for the true yeah. peace right. of Jerusalem, the, Prince the of spiritual peace, peace the yeah. eternal yeah. peace yeah. Yeah. that we have been made at war with God through our sin, the enmity that is there, looking at what, where you can go with uh, with all the, the spiritual lack of peace that the nation of Israel has and, and how can we pray for that even today. And sitting out, looking at Jerusalem, doing this devotional was amazing because you could just see the darkness that is there and just yes. the the lack of not just temporal peace, but of the eternal peace that is there and just the hearts that just, you know, God is just longing for and just looking for them to turn their hearts back to him, to listen to that original decree from De- from Deuteronomy to say, guys, if you just look to me, like you will be blessed. If you look to me, there will be maybe that temporal peace <laughs> and it's just not happening because, you know, Ultimately, we know that it's not going to ever have true peace until Jesus returns but in the meantime we can all pray for that we can pray to that end that yeah. that Israel does turn back to the Lord that hearts will be changed in Jerusalem yeah that believers I, can spread the word we're getting ready to
1: we're getting ready to start the book of Daniel next year and um, Daniel prayed this prayer after the Babylonians came and he prayed this for his people and I think it's really interesting Um, Let's see, it's from Daniel 9 and I'll start in verse 4 I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O oh Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments, we have sinned and done wrong and acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from your commandments and rules. And then he goes on further down in the chapter and in verse 18, he says, Um, For we do not present our pleas before you because of our our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. Mm. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, pay attention and act. Do not delay for your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people are called Mm. by your name. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so beautiful because he recognizes Israel's sinfulness and their rebellious heart and he pleads to God on behalf of God's character and who he is And because he is a merciful God. He is an awesome God and he 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 sees God as who he is rightly and he also sees the people for, and who they are rightly so I think that having that perspective and humility to be able to see mm-hmm who you are and who God is. And it's all based on his mercy towards us.
0: Mm-hmm. I think we've touched a lot on our own personal applications here today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so just, let's just summarize that. Like in one quick statement, what's a takeaway for us um, as a church, as a believers here in Winchester, Virginia, that what can we glean from this sermon and God's heart for Israel? Ben, what, what's your takeaway? Yeah, I mean, and you I, might have already said it, so repeat it.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, for me, for me that was the um we we, we have a God who is faithful to keep his word. Mm-hmm. And so um in my mind that becomes okay. He's he's kept and is keeping his word with Israel. And he's made promises to them that um they can bank on then whether they know it or not. Mm -hmm. So for me, as a believer, he's also given us, um, a plethora of promises, things that are true of us as Mm -hmm. believers. And so I want to know what those are so that, and I do some of them, right? But I want to know to the depth of experiential knowledge, not just head knowledge so that those things begin to because we know we can bank on them because we have a faithful God, then those things begin to impact us more than if they were just words on a page, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. with No backing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's it for me. Yeah. Alicia.
1: Well, Mark asked this question at the end of his sermon. He said, do you know this faithful God? Hmm. And um, yes, I do know this faithful God, but I want to know him more. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to know him deeper. And I, it, the, in Romans, we in our small group last night, we were just in talking about all of the different rabbit trails, we went down. Um, we kind of landed at the end of Romans 11. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways." for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever. Amen. Mm -hmm. So he is like, he's so infinite and we can never stop learning about him and growing in deeper relationship with him and praise God for those who put their faith in him, we get to do that for eternity. Mm. And that is the greatest joy and privilege that we could ever have is just knowing him. So yes, mm. my, my answer is yes, I do know the faith that faithful God, but I wanna know him more.
0: Mm. And for me, it's just the rest. Mm. No, no worries mm. needed. Yeah. God is in full control. Yeah, right. He yeah. is sovereign and so therefore, um If there's bombs going off across halfway across the world, or if there's bombs going off in our next door, you know, He's got it under control. Yeah. And, and then from that, I have like even a screensaver on my phone that I took from Israel, that constant prayer for the peace of mm-hmm. Jerusalem. And so if, if yeah. just let's just pray that people come to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. pray for the nation of Israel because we see their plight and <laughs> laying it out in a sermon doesn't do it justice of the yeah. millions of people who have um, been slaughtered because of just the atrocities of sin. And 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 how can we just pray for their true peace and pray for Christ <coughs> to return? So yeah. that's that's a lot of applications yeah. there, guys, but yeah. well done, yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, let's think about what, what's coming up. I mean, just the quick sermon series is gonna take us Um, through the Thanksgiving season into Christmas. Um, So Mark's going to be hopefully back this coming (coughs) weekend, Lord willing. And then we have Tim Sanford. Uh, Actually, Caleb's on for a couple weeks and then Tim Sanford for this sermon series. So there's six different sermons. We're going to unpack one topic after another here of digging deeper in the book of Acts. Um, Baptism service coming up this coming Sunday. Um, There's plenty of other opportunities for you to get plugged in, which is including Light of the Night, Follow the Star, coming up yep. ways to serve yep. so um yeah go to the website for all those things thanks for being here guys yeah man oh thank you, thank you mark. mark you did you did well without the <laughs> the lead head and then on this show was here. all
1: like last minute here guys <laughs> yeah no it's
0: good yep the fact of the matter is that sermons are not meant just to take an hour but rather transform a lifetime so until next week much love god bless